Well, welcome back to Pricking of the Bubble. This is Mike the Llama, and I want to say a quick hi to our two guests. And by guests, I mean co-host. Dr. Brant Raven, how are you going? Really well, Mike. Really Excellent. You know, another week has gone past, but what can you do? You're doing really well. <laughs> nice. All right. And uh, audio, Pete, how are you doing? Complain. You I'm doing you really well, well Mike the Llama, and uh, hello to you, Doctor. How are hey, you? Uh, audio, Pete. Need to hear more from you, audio, Pete. Yeah, audio does not mean silence. Exactly. Sorry, he's on <laughs> mute. No. It's in awe of the wisdom that's pouring out of your mouth. So well, just... something was just pouring out of your mouth. It wasn't wisdom. All right. So uh, now, quick reminder to our listeners what we do here. In fact, you know what, Dr. Raven, why don't you tell us what it is that we do here? Well, what we do is uh, you usually come up with a topic of interest. It can be a controversial topic, a political topic. It could be something in science. It could be popular culture, pretty much anything. Um, And you present a topic and then we have a discussion about it. We have a bit of a chat. Um, you know, Are we trying to freak people's bubbles? Often we, we, uh, we agree, often we disagree. And the whole concept is to prick people's bubbles, to be able to say, well, Maybe you knew about this topic and maybe you had a different idea about this topic. Let's give you our idea and see if we can change your mind. Um, and maybe you can take some of our ideas and go and change other people's minds. And we often and change each other's minds. That, while you're doing that, get them to listen to the podcast. Because we are, we, we've, we've all got some really strong opinions. Um, those on on this particular podcast, but as as general people, as humans, we've all got very strong opinions. So why not why not use our voices to discuss and inquire and discover? Yeah, that's that's very, the whole idea of this. Very nice. I'll just remind uh, you that you told me to make it short and choppy. Okay, so today's topic. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Today's topic is success. Oh, success. So do you, either of you, do you see yourself as being successful? In areas of my life, yes, I I would say so. Right. Um, But not, I don't think so if you count it as the, like the standard wealth and fame and all those sort of things that people would think, oh, they're successful. Look at all the money they've got and all that. So you've, sort of. you've actually kind of gone to my next thing. Are the standards that you're judging your own success on the same standards that you would judge the success of others? Hang on, hang on. I haven't answered the question. No, no, I'll well, get to you in a minute. You'll get to right. you in a minute. Just shut your lips. So, <laughs> Peter, is that? would you say that's an accurate statement? Are you, are you judging people the same way you would judge yourself? I think um, uh, – the the way it's hard to judge how successful another person is because you don't know how they what things they value as being successful things because some people actively don't that could could be a lot wealthier than what they are and have chosen not to do that you know they might have given up a lucrative job to to be uh, chase other areas of their life a podcaster and, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, career, career podcasting. <laughs> They might be successful in what they, they've set out to achieve, mm-hmm. but not successful in the normal, shallow ways that we might, you know, measure success. All right. So, Dr. Raven, yes, now you can go ahead. What do, what do you think? Do you gauge yourself to be a success or successful? It's, it's hard to say. It's such a complex question. Um, in, in a pinch, I'd probably say no because I've still got so much to do in my life. Um, a, a work in progress? Might, 
yeah, life is always a work in progress. Mm. Uh, a lot of people might look at me and say that I am, um, but they, you know, they're going to judge my success based on their standards, I suppose. Yep. They're judging, uh, you know, they're looking at me and judging it by, by what they think. So I don't know. It's just a very, very hard, very complex question to answer. In terms of money or material possessions or even other things, do, are those things meaningful of success? I don't know. I really mm. don't know. What I, what I would say is, if you were going to judge a person that you that you didn't know, yeah, right. So if you mean someone, someone in the public in, eye or just a yeah, oh, it doesn't blocks. matter. Public eye, whatever. Okay. If you didn't know that person on a personal level, then you're always going to use instantaneous measures to determine whether that person is successful or not. Such as? Instantaneous measures, the most common ones are probably going to be the way they look, um, their wealth, and their partner. Yeah. And by wealth, I mean monetary and material. Yeah. All right. So you're saying that the standards that you might be judging these other people, that's not necessarily how you're judging yourself. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. Okay. That's correct. So when you were younger, and this is for both of you again, when you were younger, how did you decide whether you'd been successful at whatever it was you were doing? So I'm talking school, school age. Well, school age, it's easy, you know. it's you, you, You're getting tested regularly, aren't you? And if you pass your tests and you're succeeding, that's one of the things about being younger is that you'll you'll get you're getting feedback all the all the time on how successful you are you know your sporting team is winning and you might be doing well in exams uh those sort of things are happening all the time once you leave school that it, it becomes a little bit different well that's why I'm, that's why i'm gonna just stick for the moment with the school stuff so for you personally Yes. Uh, quite aside from whether a teacher gave you a mark or something, how so whatever it was you were doing, yes. um, how did you gauge at that time? I know we have to think back a good 70 or 80 years. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I usually say I usually leave those insults to Dr. Raven. But anyway, so thinking back to all that, that time ago, um, can you think about any times or anything that you did where you thought, oh, well, that was good, I did that well, or I... I was not successful or I could have been better? You know, it's, it's a hard question. I understand that. Is, is there any anything I, that springs to mind? Well, I suppose sometimes I, I, the fear of not succeeding will stop you from setting certain goals. Yeah, um, that's true. That's so, true. Because you think, if I set that goal and I don't achieve it, I won't succeed. Um, you know, I won't be a success. And um, like I said, there's enough of those during your school years. There are enough of those little goals set for you that, you know, I, I, I in in my school days I did taekwondo and you had regular gradings and you got feedback and you had competitions and yeah, you know, everything always, was yeah scheduled and regular yeah yeah, yeah. and you, with you assessments had, yeah and you were feeling successful because you were achieving those goals you'd set out. But when when all of a sudden you you're left to Set your own goals, um, and and work out what what is what success means to you. It becomes a little bit more frightening. I would I'd say. Um, I know I keep skirting around the school days sort of thing, <laughs> <laughs> but for me, like the school days, I, I suppose I focused on the academic side of things because I wasn't succeeding socially or you know at, 
especially at the first school I high school I went to, it wasn't it wasn't a successful social time for me, put it that way. Mm. So so I, you'd throw yourself into your academics instead and and try to achieve in that regard. Um, I, can give, I can give you the one for me that I, I think back on. So I, I remember in, it would be grade four. So how old are you in grade four? What, Ten or something? Yeah, Nine, maybe? Yeah. Um, I, I can remember we had um, a test that was just the times tables and it was all mixed up and it was there were two columns and you had a certain amount of time to complete these. Oh, I think and, I remember that. Yeah, uh, I remember the, something uh, similar. Yeah, and the teacher would say, right, time starts, go go for it. And I remember doing it, and the teacher said, right, stop. And I'd only got halfway through. And I thought, oh, that's not very good because there were other people around me who had finished. And so I went out, uh, uh, I went home and decided I needed to learn my times tables because I was a bit embarrassed by that. And so a couple of weeks later, maybe a month or two later, we did that test again and I zipped through it and finished it all, got it all right and it was fine. And I saw that probably, and keep, it, keep in mind, this is like nine, ten years into my life, I remember that distinctly as being a moment that I thought I had succeeded at something. I had failed at it before and then I put some effort in and actually then succeeded. Um, it can be some something as, as uh, minor as that, I guess, uh, for, especially for me, that you think, ah, okay, it's I, I've now discovered that putting a little bit of effort, I can get a reward for that, and the reward is effectively a bit of success. Dr. Raven, have you, you said you did similar sort of um, things. I assume you've been academically minded all along, whereas some I've of us... I've been academically minded all my life. Yeah, so some um, of us had to kind of work at it, and so yeah. maybe, so, maybe I mean, how we gauge our success is a little bit different in that respect. So if something comes naturally to you, you might be harder on yourself, maybe? Well, yeah. I mean, that's a fair thing to say, I suppose. Yeah, that's a fair Mm. thing to say. Look, it's just so difficult. Um, I I remember having exams. I remember having a lot of things like that, but I don't remember ever feeling successful, even when when I've had really, really good results. Yeah. I I um, I get a lot of I, I get a lot of good feedback at work. For example, you know, people are always saying great things about me, wanting to work with me, um, you know, really, really, really wanting to work with me, and 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 that's great, and I absolutely love it. I thrive on it, but I don't feel successful for that. And I mm-hmm. suppose, and at some level, I probably should, because someone wanting to work with you is you know, there, there, there's no higher, there's no higher thing, is there? Mm. You could, you, you could, you could get a pay rise, a ten thousand dollar pay rise, and there's a lot of things you could do with ten grand. But someone actually saying, "I've worked with you before, and I want to work with you again," bloody hell, man! That that's that's you know, I I value your knowledge, I value your contribution, I want to work with you again. That is a very freaking high endorsement, right? But that um, is again an external source that's that giving you a, 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 um, an assessment of your worth or your value. You're not doing that internally. You're not thinking, yes, I am successful or worth it on your own. You're you're requiring, or whether you're requiring, you're you're receiving that boost externally. So is that significant in this conversation? 
Well, it is. I mean, everything is significant. You 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 receive your um, inputs in, internally and externally. So yeah, I mean, it's important on both levels. Um, but again, think of a uh, we'll go a superficial level. Think of a movie star. So some famous movie star who is you know attractive and everyone loves them and thinks that they're fantastic, but they may not personally feel that they're a success. Yet right. They're getting, so, yet they're okay. getting. On a reasonably regular basis, they're getting feedback from the general public that they are. You know, I want to see your film. I think you're beautiful. Or, you know, oh, marry me, blah, blah, blah. They're getting they're getting that feedback. So maybe there's a point at which you switch that off because it feels less than genuine. But what's the point you're making? Well, I'm contrasting it with your getting some feedback from people who want to work with you. You're getting positive feedback, external feedback, um, and taking it on board and saying it's it is it's good that's valuable. Whereas this other external feedback may not necessarily have the same impact on someone if they are feeling whether it's stress or pressure to perform or um, uh, you know they've got expectations. Think about how the example of how a woman might feel after being in the public eye for maybe 30 years and they've relied on their looks. And so the public starts to put a bit of pressure on them if their looks aren't as, you know, classically amazing as they used to be. If you're relying too much on on external praise or external comments, positive comments, and they disappear, then you're going to fall back to the internal ones, the internal dialogue, which may not be as brilliant. And so you're going to start to doubt yourself. You're going to doubt your own success. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, look, all of that is is absolutely right i mean it's a you know part of part of people not feeling successful is self-doubt you know mm. um and maybe that actually feeds feeds the success if i doubt myself more i'm gonna maybe strive hard and maybe then i'm going to achieve something amazing that maybe others haven't achieved mm. i don't know yeah, um this yeah, sorry, I was going to say the other thing is uh, we talked about um, school sort of things. As, as Peter sort of suggested, you, you're being tested on a reasonably regular basis. But I know here in Victoria, so when we were all at school, you'd get an A, a B, C, D, E, F, and you were pretty clear where you fell, you know, in the grand scheme of things <laughs> if you'd got a particular mark. Um, but then they changed things and you got a satisfactory and a not satisfactory which was effectively, did you pass or did you fail? And you, it's very hard to gauge your own success when you're getting one of two marks, which is which is either yes, you did enough or no, you didn't do enough. Um, is that a problem? Peter, you come from the educational yep. background. Do you see that as, as a bit of a drama? Yeah, well, I think it was it – was, uh the impetus for that was to try and get away from people feeling that they weren't successful by getting a C or something like that, and that that had a negative impact on on uh, their self-esteem or something. I don't know if that was the prime reason for it. Um, there was also a move to move away from objective assessments or subjective assessments by teachers saying, like even now they're not allowed to say, oh, they're a bright student that – um, you know, is very they're a very good student. They've got to not say those sort of things. They've got to say things like they achieved this, they they completed that. <laughs> so, so audio, Pete, you've been in the in that industry for a long yeah. time. Has that been always the case? Um, well, no, there was 
there's the move away in the I think during the eighties there was a move away from all that uh, you know the ABCDEF type uh, yep. rating into more um, uh, well really just showing what that student can do what they have achieved what they've what level they're success uh, successfully completed rather than talking about what, how pleasant they are in class or <laughs> I had that a few times. Yes. Yeah. A lovely student is like, oh, yeah. right, did I do my work or not? I don't... Yeah, you can't really say that anymore. I only just spoke to my daughter this morning. She's a, a, a high school teacher and she's doing her reports at the moment and she's going through that whole process of giving feedback on her students' success or, or lack thereof or or in, in a lot of the cases that her students are doing really well. Some of them have really blossomed during COVID lockdown. A lot of students actually really responded to being able to work without distraction. Wow, uh, that's and, interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, uh, and the kids that you would normally not learn their names uh, are the ones who are really doing well. And she feels a bit frustrated that she can only say satisfactorily completed. <laughs> she, wants to, she wants to be able to say marvellous things about them because she can see how much work they've put into their um, projects, this kind or another, and how much they've improved. And, and she's sort of thwarted in her um, her want to say marvellous and wonderful things about them. She just has okay. to keep it very <laughs> clinical. <laughs> she, that That's must, be such, must be such hard work, man, um, well, writing. Especially- and reports about students and, and, and evaluating them in that way. It's, yeah, but especially you, you thrive on feedback at that age as well. Yeah, yes. you do, you do. Yeah, your self-esteem is at, I think, possibly I'm talking as a non-psychologist here, but, but <laughs> uh, I think that during your early teens especially, that's when your self-esteem is perhaps at its lowest um, in your life. Uh, or is the or perhaps at, at the most vulnerable, put it that way. Um, you you listen to criticism, take it to heart sometimes, and not not process it very well when you're that age. So I think, I think the more good things you can say about people at that age, the the better. Mm. <laughs> Look, I, I, success is is just it's a very broad topic, and it's really really one that's hard to analyse. Um, the the one comment that we should probably try and unpack, or the one point we should unpack is the impact of social media on the concept of success um, mm. and how terrible social media has been in this regard. And I I firmly believe, um, I'm going to go out on a limb. Gee, that's right. a surprise, right? <laughs> right? Yes. I firmly believe that the establishment, whatever you want to call that, it's not a conspiracy theory, people in general don't want you to be successful. They don't want you to be successful. The less successful you are, the more upset with yourself you are, the more unhappy you are, the less you may be more successful than anyone, but they want to convince you that you're not. I think it can be split. Some people worship success, like especially like, you know, when you're talking, I'm talking in the general sense, in the general sense. If I look at, if I look, if I speak in the, you know, the, the general public, the general media, the gen, corporation, the, the corporation layer, the government layer, none of those people want you to be successful. Success and happiness is not good for their economy, right? 
If you're successful, if I'm happy with the TV that I have today, I'm not going to go in and buy another TV, right? (laughs) If I'm happy with my life, I don't need a self-help book. Maybe I'm happy eating, you know, um, cup noodles or or two-minute noodles every day. If if I'm happy eating two-minute noodles every day, you know, I'm probably not going to be very healthy, but <laughs> yes. but, if, but if I'm happy doing that, I don't need to buy other things. And if I don't need to buy other things, I don't need to work as hard. And if I don't need to work as hard, then it <laughs> the economy. So they don't want people to be happy. They don't want people to be satisfied. They don't. I, I can I please take my points on board. Government corporates they don't want you to be happy and satisfied their business model is based on and especially churches they don't want you to be happy and satisfied <laughs> all right hold on, hold on. their entire so when, model when is it... based on hang on their entire right. model is based on you not being successful either in re- in reality or you or convincing you that you are not successful and that you will achieve success once you purchase that new television you will achieve success once you get that degree and go on and work for the man. But who's the, who's all that aimed at? What age group are we saying? Because is that what kids get? I don't think kids. I get think that, that's aimed. It? If if I if I had to throw out a number, I'd say it's aimed from early teens until you're dead. Right. <laughs> right? No, I'm serious. I'm 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 absolutely deadly deadly serious. Um, I, I I think it's aimed from early teens. You know, from when they turn ten or eleven. Or, or, or 12, um, yeah, that's not really a teen year. first one's 13, but anyway, um, mm. yeah, let's say 13. It's aimed at the age of 13 until you're dead. They want to, and, and social media has perpetuated that to, a new, to unbelievable and unexpected heights. It really has, right? Social media has pushed that envelope so high, so far, you and and people now are being so controlled by by social media that I have to really wonder whether anyone would ever think of themselves as being successful ever. Well, that's probably look as much as I think you're you're treading the line of being some sort of conspiracy nutcase. I tend to agree, and, look, and I'm not, I, I know I I am not an idiot. I no, am, I know, I, no, I know. Right, hang on a sec. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very self-aware. Yes. I know the way I sound. I know that you know that you, you people might think that the next thing out of my mouth will be that the Earth is flat and there's no <laughs> coronavirus, right? But I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not. These are not conspiracies. These are things that I've looked at just from my own perspective. Sit down, have a coffee, have a think about it, right? When, when, when things open up. Go to a cafe, um, sit down, have a good think about things, and you'll see how right I am. It will, it, it should shine like a beacon. People in general don't want the average person to be successful. Success is not good for business. If you, it's logical. If you're satisfied with what you have, you're not going to go and you know you're not going to go and look elsewhere. If you're satisfied yeah. with what you, with what you have, why would you do that? Yeah, why right. Sure. Look elsewhere. You're satisfied. Just relax. Relax. So. I guess uh, back backtrack a few more years again. I'm still I'm still trying to work out when it changes. So I know from an early age. So think about kids at school running in a race. You know there might be some kid who I don't mean to be mean to anyone who might be a bit tubby, can't run as fast, but suddenly they finish that race or there's a 
there's someone who's not as not as uh, uh, fit or talented in a in a sporting sense as someone else, and they still run faster than they've been, done, ever done before, and they're they're celebrated. The the, the teachers and the school are like, hey, you know, little Johnny's done a really good job. At what point? When is that changing to the we're no longer celebrating an individual success, and it becomes your versus everyone else because even in the olympics we still put up on the screen when someone's uh you know swum a personal best or they've run their fastest race this year that sort of stuff is is still there in behind all your favorite gold medal and silver medal all that sort of business um but something i've seen in the paralympics is that they will have different people say there was a swimming race the other day they have different people of different classes or groups swimming together and someone who finished second still set a world record. And they're like, well, hold on, you might, might want to explain how that's worked. So they mightn't have won the race, but because they were in a different group, they were swimming ahead of their group. So they might have been in group three and they were swimming in group two. They still set a world record for someone who usually swims in group three. So they were being uh, acknowledged, I guess. The success was there, not just for whoever won the race. And I think this is the good thing about the Paralympics is it, it is more than the other one, more than the, the standard Olympics. It's celebrating individual success as opposed to who's got the gold, who's got the bronze and the silver. Look, so, don't get me started on the, on the no, Olympics. No, I, I, I knew as soon as I said it. I, <laughs> and don't get me started on the Paralympics. I think, oh, okay. Yes. You know, um, the Paralympics is nothing more than government media paying lip service to those people that are differently abled. That's it. Nothing more. Controversial. Sorry? Sorry? Controversial. <laughs> yeah, well, you may think it's controversial, and it is. I'm not saying anything bad about these people. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think they're amazing people. They have a, they have an absolutely crazy level of skill. They have a crazy level of um, 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 positivity and survivability. They are, they are beacons we should look at. We should look at them more. But having said that, they are. You they, think they're they being are, used? Oh, absolutely. One million percent they're being used. hundred percent. But does that yeah. take away from their success, their individual and personal sort of success? Does it take away? Yeah. Um, it does a little bit. Yeah, well, well to no, them, I suppose, do I you mean, think that, it you, takes you'd away have from... to, You'd have to ask one of them. Um, yeah. Maybe we need to get a Paralympic para guest onto our podcast. Um, you know, to rip on one? And discuss, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad against them. I, they might, they, they, yeah, they should do whatever, whatever, you know. But what if they object to your position and, and don't believe that they're being exploited in any way? Isn't that, isn't your position that they might be being exploited also a kind of an ableist privilege that you're put, presenting? So you're thinking, well, because these people might be differently abled or disabled, however you want to say it you're then assuming that they are right for being taken advantage of, which is somewhat presumptive, I would have thought. I don't think that's what I'm saying. What? I, no. I think what I'm saying is that... What if the, they said that's how it sounded? The, 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 the people of privilege have gotten, so, have gotten to a level where they have so much that the next thing they are now doing is to say that, that, that the people of privilege want, want so much more 
that the more that they want is now to be seen to be helping the differently abled. That's the more they want. If there was, would they help the differently abled if there was nothing to make off it? Uh, well, again, I don't, I don't know. But then, that, how's that different to life? Would, as, well, you, as you regularly point saying, out, it's it's probably not different. It's probably not different, but it is. It's different in terms of the hypocrisy. Um, you know, if if there wasn't money to be made off the Paralympics, if there wasn't a political position to put yourself forward on, if there wasn't a statement you could make about the Paralympics, would they be helping those that are differently abled? I I, I bet you bet you any money they wouldn't. It's mm-hmm. it's exactly as the same as um as uh, acknowledging Aboriginal lands. Right. They don't want to. They don't care. They don't care that they've got who's, they've who's taken they? Them, oh, the, the, the white, government, white the corporates. <laughs> the elite, those in power, right? right? They don't care that they've taken over Aboriginal lands, but they want to be seen as to care, right? Which is and why they do a half-assed job at actually trying to compensate them. Exactly. Right. It's, 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 you know, so they're sitting there and they're making the comments they're making um, only to be seen to be doing a half-assed job, mm. right? So, you know, they're... they're they're not they're, they're not interested, and and I'm sorry if that offends people. I'm sorry if there's Paralympians that are listening. And I that don't think there's an O in that. I think it's just Paralympians. Paralymp. I'm sorry if there are Paralympians that are listening, and the, and you are offended by that. I have no interest in offending you. Um, I'm simply saying what I feel and what I think. It's it's and I and I do think they are taken advantage of. Um, that's my position. I'm sorry. That's my okay. position. Okay. So. Let's, again, uh, we've had these conversations about how we have uh, kids at different age groups. So, um, Peter, how during your um, bringing up your kids, how have you or how did you go about, quite aside from school, how did you go about uh, reinforcing their success at the things they were doing and trying to, I mean, that builds into self-esteem and um, confidence how did you go about that sort of thing? Well, I realised early on that it is much easier to discourage someone than it is to encourage them. Like right. you remember, people tend to, especially kids, I think, remember the negative things and can dwell on the negative things way more than any time that you pick them up on, put them on your shoulders and parade them around, sit, told them how wonderful they are. They they remember the little negative things you might have said here and there. This sounds like they might remind you of it later as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it tends, to, it tends to be brought up more often at family <laughs> right. than, than the time that, oh, I really love the way you said that to me that time, Dad, and you really encouraged me. But it's more like, you remember that time you took that thing off me and broke it or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> right. um, it's more, you can do more more for your child by avoiding saying the discouraging things than it is to tell them what a, you know, for all the times you've told them they're a success or helped them to succeed. It's, you, I think one of the best jobs you can do as a parent is not to discourage your child. Mm-hmm. And so any anything that they want to try to do, if you see they've got an interest in anything, is to try to foster that and help them with that um, without looking as if you're taking over the you know, taking over. It's not your thing. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, but, yeah, it's a bit you – know, like, I felt like sometimes I was walking on eggshells egg a lot of the time because you'd say something wrong or do something wrong and they'd burst out in tears and 
you think, oh, I've said the wrong thing, you know, or whatever. So, um, you, you, <laughs> um, you can help your kids succeed by not getting in their way and saying the wrong thing. I think a lot of the times they will set their own goals. I mean, as most parents know, you don't have control over, over you. They're not puppets. They're not, <laughs> they're not doing everything that you tell them. You know, all their successes aren't due to your, your, um, fine parenting skills. Yes. They succeed despite your efforts. <laughs> yes. Look, no. from, from my, so your, your kids, they're in their 20s. So I look at mine, who's middle teen sort of thing. Um, yes. and yeah, she, she has said to me recently, uh, look, I, I spoke to the teacher about this sort of issue that, you know, this particular problem. And she and she explained. So she, my daughter, then explained to me what the teacher said. And I said, "Hold on, that's exactly what I told you." And she said, "Yeah, but sometimes you need to hear it from someone who's not you." Yeah. And and so you can encourage, you can do those sorts of things, but it doesn't matter. You're still a person who's seen as someone who's either saying, "Come on, you can do better," or oh, "Here, let me help you with that." Oh, I don't want to do it right now. No, no, we're going to do it right now. And and it's not that's that introduces a negative sort of thing. So yeah. that. I, I hear what you're saying. The success that they might gauge yeah. um, on themselves might also be determined by how you respond to leading into that issue or not just the result. So it's not just whether they've done well, it's how much of a hard ass you've been or yeah. how much pressure you've put on them leading into it. Um, yeah. Dr. Raven, yours is even younger. How, have, how do you encourage, how do you celebrate individual successes that uh, you're to, you quite often tell me you show me you'll send me a video of when um, Junior Raven has succeeded at her martial arts or when she has played a song. Uh, so I see that as you celebrating her success. Do you tell I, her that you've shared it? I no, um, I often do. She often gets upset that <laughs> I have shared oh. it. Um, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how do we... So a negative from a positive, excellent. <laughs> we'll, we'll often... No, she doesn't always get upset, and sometimes okay. I, I tell her that I'm going to share it, um, yeah. you know, and and she'll often agree to it or whatever. That can uh, be a good indicator of how proud or how much they see that as a success themselves as well, whether they're willing to share something like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it just... Yeah, I mean, how do we celebrate it? We sometimes will go for dinner... Um, in the past, when things are more open, I would uh, take her out, just me and her, to go and have a little coffee or a little, you know, a little baby baby coffee or a little um, a biscuit or a cake or something like that. So we would often celebrate with that, um, often celebrate with a movie or a good book or whatever. Um, but my, my 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 key thing for my little one is to is to make sure that she realise, you know. I always let her know how proud I am, and I and I always say to her, I'm I'm proud that she tried. I'm proud that she tried to do something. It doesn't matter whether she got there in the end. I'm just proud that she did whatever she tried. And but but I really try to push the idea that she needs to be proud of herself. I always say that to her. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what other people think. All utterly irrelevant. Are you proud of yourself? Did you work hard? Did you do what you needed to do? If you're honestly proud about yourself, if you've honestly worked hard, that's good. Be proud of yourself. That's the main thing for me. And be happy above all. Happiness is where success is at. It's all about happiness. It's all about being 
happy, all about being satisfied with what you have um, and not looking at what other people have. Comparison is the thief of happiness. It really is. But, but again, I don't, I, I, I don't want to, I don't know how far we... How, no, no, how, we're, we're right. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I want people to really realize that and really take it home when they're listening to this. Comparison is the thief of happiness. And those people out there want you to compare. They want you to feel bad about yourself. They want you to feel like you're not a success and that you haven't achieved anything. The more you feel bad about yourself, the more some business can sell to you, the more self-help books they can buy, the more, sus- the, more susceptible to a, the more susceptible to a scam you might be. The r- also wrong episode. Yeah. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying be mediocre. I'm not saying sit there and be mediocre. You know, Dare to be set, average. You know, I'm, I'm saying set yourself a goal, achieve the goal, and be happy that you've achieved the goal and look at the positive side, not the negative side. You know, you might sit out to read a whole book, okay? If you only read two pages today, don't put be down on yourself that you've read two pages. Be proud that you've read two, right? Be proud. Try and learn. That's what I would encourage our listeners to do. Mm-hmm. Try and learn something new every day. Try and meet someone new every day. doesn't matter who it is. could be the person that makes you coffee. could be the guy in the lift. doesn't matter. Just say hi. The person right? giving you corona, yes. Yeah, nice person to giving meet you, you corona, whatever, right? You may as well, right? <laughs> so I'm, that's, that's my... They're out there somewhere. That's my encouragement for our listeners. Be very, very aware that, you know, buying that new TV, that new car, that new girlfriend, that all that money, it's not going to make you happy. I can help you take care of the money. Nice. Send me the money. <laughs> very good. <laughs> no, nah, I'm only joking, of course. Sure, I'm very just... serious about the topic. You yeah, know, okay. Those things are not going to make you happy. Happiness needs to come from within your brain. It needs to come from within the chemicals in your brain, okay? And the success that you feel, that, that can really be a lot of different things. Read a book, guys. People, please read a book. Read ah, something. So that time of the podcast where he tells you to read a book. Yes. Peter, Peter, yes. the, back back to the, the young folks. So you, yes. you were in a uh, a more specialist sort of area, you would say, in, in teaching for uh, the later part of your teaching life. Yeah. Um, yes. Does I was that... Yes, that's right. <laughs> so, thank you. Does that – sorry. Does being more specific or being more um, uh, focused on one area, does that help people to – you know, look, I think back to when I was young again, and I wasn't particularly good at anything other than watching TV. So, But there came a point that uh, I – Music was where I sort of headed. I was like, oh, I can play this musical instrument. Ah, oh, good. And so I got encouraged to do that. So is that, do you think these sorts of areas, so whether it be someone who can run very fast or whether it be someone who can play the guitar or whether it's someone who can, I don't know, freaking juggle or I've got no idea. Do you think that those areas then help people to be, it doesn't just help them to feel successful, but how did, did you get any, um, yeah, sense of it was the only area that these people well, some sort of kids went are, to. I often got the very best and the very worst students at the school. Right. <laughs> Great. I got it. Really, was a mixture of. I had really quite bright kids who did music as well as you know everything else and yeah. were were super successful. And then I had the kids who would only come to the school, only come to school for their guitar lesson, and then oh, they'd okay. 
drop home and or and they'd be smelling of marijuana and whatever. Excellent. <laughs> you know, this is so, not primary school, I'm guessing anymore. Yeah, no, this was secondary school. Right, okay. and, uh, and so for them it was a little area in their life where they were having some some success and that they were motivated to do something, you know. Um so you you try and feed off that and try to get them to feel good about that they learned a particular song from their favourite band or whatever it was that they were trying to do. Because I think everyone wants to be good at at least one thing, like have one thing. They might be terrible academically, mm-hmm. but they might be good at, in, an, in another area, um, you know. So I think that everyone everyone can get a little bit feel successful in that way. Even if they're unsuccessful at a lot of things, if they can succeed at one thing, they that can count for a whole lot. You know, that can make up for a whole lot of of uh, unsuccessful endeavors. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it is. It's worthwhile chasing up that one thing. Um, you know, and and for a lot of kids these days, it's things like gaming and stuff that we didn't. You know, a lot of gaming's a big thing now, and uh, it might be something that we think is not really. Oh, what is that? It's not even a thing is it you know do people do that um but they're they're good at it you know that's that's their thing you know Look, I, I used i used to like playing gaming but i my response time is not as good as it used to be and i uh, i can i can respond to my daughter and say see you're clearly much better at this than i am because yeah. i yeah. you know yeah anyway. well that's the thing especially with kids if they can do something better than their parents can do mm. um that's a big deal you know, they can say, oh, I'm better at this than my, you know, I can fix this this c- computer problem or I know how to do this and my parents don't, you know. All of a sudden they realise, oh, I can, I'm successful at this. Well, isn't that, isn't that, that's been one of those things over the years, isn't it, that you suddenly, you can gauge your success when you're better at doing these things than your parents. That's, yeah. that's a, an actual thing. Um, yes. Yes, that's, that's one right. That's potentially already been passed in a lot of areas at our house but yes it's um (laughs) (laughs) and mine yes yeah that's right how old is he again yeah so it's um yeah look i I think uh clearly success is going to be very much down to the individual and how they've been brought up to judge the judge themselves and whether they necessarily judge themselves against others so yeah yeah no, look, it's 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 an amazing topic. Um, what what success means, and it's a, it's amazing. I just feel that um, I really feel people in in general are already quite successful. Um, you know, if if you by 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 just doing very simple things, getting through school, driving a car, keeping a job, I really feel like people are already very successful at those things. And if people could realise that. I think they would be so much better. It would be give you so much of a better life, but 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 that doesn't sell TVs. Mm. That that doesn't you know that doesn't sell beauty products. That doesn't sell gym memberships. So there has to be an industry out there to tell you how shit you are. Right? <laughs> I you think are most so shit. One thing I would say: all these other things to make it. We, but you're shit, and we have the solution for yeah. you. Right. I would say to most of our listeners, actually, just to have made it through this corona time at the moment, that's pretty freaking successful. You, Absolutely. You, to, to Absolutely. get through and have Absolutely. your mind intact, even if your mind is not completely intact, even if you're stressed or gone nuts, you've still made it through. And I think that's something to be 
Absolutely celebrate. it is. It is. Yeah. That's exactly right. You've made it through. And, and, and as you say, uh, Mike the Lama, even if you, you, you've gone a little bit over the edge, and you know, that's allowed. Mm. That's allowed. It doesn't mean that you're worse than anyone else. It doesn't mean someone else may have survived better. Okay, so what? So what? Someone else survived better. Someone else made a dollar more than you did. Okay, so what? Mm. Why does that matter? Why do you care? I certainly wouldn't be judging many of those people differently just because they've made a bit more money. I would be just saying, again, everyone, if you've got through this, even if you're struggling right now and it's really horrible, um, you, you're, you're still a success. You're, um, I mean, this is the shittest sort of period of time. Everyone who's alive, who hasn't been in a war, I would argue, um, has experienced. So, you know, there's nothing easy about any of this. So. Exactly, exactly right. And we're not talking about specifically about the virus, though. Mm. We're talking about life. There's nothing necessarily easy about life. You've already started off as a success. As soon as you're born, you've been a success because uh, you, you, your sperm won a race. So you're already, <laughs> you're already a success. Exactly, exactly yeah. right. <laughs> so if anyone takes anything about uh, away from Hopefully not that sentence, but yes, if From anyone this, takes this uh, <laughs> podcast, it's to really realize, you know, realize that you are a success, realize and encapsulate your own happiness. I'm not trying to sell you a book. I don't want the money, <laughs> right? Encapsulate your own happiness and realize that those people that are selling you solutions are, are, re- are pretty much real charlatans. They're not selling you anything. Um, you know, they're not, they're they're not selling you the right answer. The right answer is already there. It's within you and you just need to discover that you need to just discover it. And it's a hard freaking path sometimes to discover that and accept yourself. Could it be also as simple as saying, if, if you're judging your success on others and people are telling you, you're not a success, talk to someone different (laughs) because you may be a success in their eyes. You know, it, it, it shouldn't be. You shouldn't be judging your success on a on brands or um, celebrities. Let's put it that way. That celebrities are not for real people. <laughs> they're not, you know, they're manufactured. Anyway, guys, thank you. I think we will leave it there. No, I think it's been a successful podcast. It has. Right. How do you judge that by what criteria? It's a really, really good topic. I don't know. <laughs> Certainly not by the number of likes. <laughs> That would be depressing. Uh, yes. Really, really good topic. Yes. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we'll see you in the next one. Thank you, Dr. Raven. Thank you, Audio Pete. Thank you, Mike the Lama. Thank you, Doctor. We will see you soon. All righty. See you guys. Bye-bye.